It's a new day in the workroom. It's a whole new temperature in the workroom. The workroom is heating up no, literally and figuratively when it comes to the competition in Drag Race España. And no better person to join me to discuss episode eight and nine. Charlie Slays, how are you keeping? Hi, hola, hola, hola. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm feeling muy caliente. Is that spicy? Oh, I don't know. Oh, bollocks. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing really well, darling. As you say, very hot. Great link there. Hotting up the competition and hotting up in temperature in general. It's warm. It is. It's warm. Other than that, I'm good. <laughs> Other than that, we are good. <laughs> you know, we will get straight into it. Last week, we joked at the mere possibility that Kelly Roller could survive one extra episode <laughs> of the competition. And here she is, one of the top four. Wow. I don't think anyone saw it coming except for her best friend, Supreme. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I oh, I, I, was, I was shocked. I was gagged. I was all the other gooped words. I think it's quite strange that she's in the top four, um, especially after that cloud runway. That should have been like an instant elimination. But, you know, the judges are kind of in on the joke now, aren't they? So I think she's kind of, uh, she's done herself credit there in a weird way. Yeah. How did you find these two episodes compared to the rest? Yeah, I mean, when you get to the kind of tail end of the competition of any season of Drag Race, you get to the nitty gritty, it all feels a bit more serious, you know what I mean? And kind of the queens obviously are taking it a lot more seriously and it can sometimes feel like you're just slowly clambering your way towards the finale. Um, There were some challenges I liked. There were some challenges I didn't like as much. Um, I thought we had some fun moments. I thought we got to know some of the queens quite in a good way. Some we hadn't got to kind of have some time with yet. I think we lost two incredible queens into really kind of interesting episodes. How about you? Yeah, I I thought episode eight, Undos Drags, wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. I guess if I knew what that game show was, yeah. <laughs> I'd enjoy it more. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> then the makeover challenge was good. Like, I think it hit all the marks. I think there was some good transformations. I think there was some very honest, vulnerable moments. Mm-hmm. And although we lost our girl Clover... I can't really argue with the judges' placings of everybody because I think it felt pretty fair. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't say the best, but I still think it's strong and I actually don't feel, you know, I never felt, oh, let's just get to the final already. I actually think yeah. it kept my interest. The only counterpoint to that is too boring and borderline offensive <laughs> mini challenges. Yeah, there was some choices in these mini challenges. Um, definite choices. I mean, obviously the Spanish queens are not as afraid to kind of go there as maybe some of the other franchises. But I think, you know, it's about what the producers are deciding is a good idea. And uh, some of these weren't such good ideas. <laughs> Definitely not. No, so what, the episode was was blind makeup. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. I know. Did I learn anything new about any of them? No. No. No, although I loved that even blindfolded, simply the best year attempted winged eyeliner. Yeah. Credit, credit where it's due. <laughs> She's an ambitious queen, if nothing else. And Honella just smacked Kelly about a bit, didn't she, really? Oh, yeah. Was like, there was a full on chimney soup vibe really, from, from yeah. that, yeah. which was kind of fun. Whereas the other one, like, maybe I got distracted by my phone for the setup of this. Okay. But they basically had to slap each other with a tortilla oh, until yeah. the other one spat water out. Yeah. It was a tortilla TikTok challenge, I think. 
And obviously when they were filming this, that was probably going viral, which a lot of people were kind of doing it in their back gardens and okay. making their moms and their This is my ignorance of TikTok, which yeah. kind of ties back to a conversation we had just before we clicked record. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> yeah. I obviously missed this challenge on TikTok. As a very young and interesting person, obviously. That's true. You are. You are I don't worry. Finger you have your pain's context for all the Spanish stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, it's on like TikTok. Um, so what you're basically saying is I'm the nerd yeah. and you're the jock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's never in my life. Um, so, yeah, I think that I've seen this was really popular like a year ago or so. The thing in the mouth of water and basically trying to make the other person laugh while slapping them with a tortilla. I think the thing that I got from this challenge is how competitive is our girl Petita? She is so competitive. And weirdly, out of this whole competition, this was a time that I kind of went, she really wants this. Like, she is really that kid that was like, no, I'm winning. Like, that's just it. I'm winning this. And I don't care how long I have to stand here and do this. I am winning. And I think Hornella really pushed her. And I think Hornella got quite frustrated towards the end of it. So like, I'm just going to spit in this girl's face. And that's the thing, like... <laughs> Again, I think there's a different level of like sensitivity, cultural like sensitivity from the Spanish queens. But I imagine like in any circumstance in the UK or Ireland, yeah. if somebody spat in someone's face in television, like it would be seen as yeah. vagrant disrespect. I mean, we've had it on Big Brother and stuff like that where it's happened and it's been like national news, you know, and there's been police involved. I mean, I it was uncomfortable to watch, but in a way I was like, I think Honella was just like, for sake, like, can you just not have to win everything? You know what I mean? And I think it came from a real big moment of frustration and I can probably get away with doing this. Did it change my opinion of Honella? I don't know. It definitely made me feel a bit uncomfortable. I think that was the word. And like you say, I think I was quite shocked that the reaction that the Queens had was they just kind of laughed it off. Now, whether Petita thought it was that funny, I don't know, but she didn't. She didn't say anything about it in the confessionals afterwards unless they didn't air it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if she's commented on it on socials or any of that kind of vibe, but it was it was it was quite intense to watch. It was, yeah. I, I guess I don't really think different of Cornella only because based on the reactions in the room, I think she did something that was, you know, culturally acceptable uh -huh. in the space that she is. Because for I'm like burst out laughing. Yeah. But overall, it's just more like I'm not going to say that they're right or they're wrong if if they're happy to you know if they live in a world where we're all happy to spit in each other's face then that's fine mm. it was I guess more the discomfort I felt mm. feeling that like you wouldn't do that and you wouldn't get away with it yeah yeah, I to yeah. totally agree. And it felt like a real, like, kind of dramatic conclusion to what should have been a really silly fun game. You know what I mean? Like, it all just got a bit out of control and there was wigs being pulled off and they were wrestling on the floor. And I was like, honey, just like, come why didn't Supreme just say, look, it's a draw? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it's fiercely competitive. It's just a draw. I mean, Petita Blesser had gone through four other queens, I think, at this point. Right? It was quite intense and um, just... The, the mini changes have been weird on Drag Race Spain. And I think it's kind of why maybe we don't get them all the time now in other franchises Drag Race. I think the producers are like, oh, let's just not deal with that. You know what I mean? And like, just get on with the main event. Yeah. I guess they wanted one person to assign the um, the partners for the makeover challenge. But yeah, I mean, two people That's could have done it as well. That's true. Supreme could have just taken the reins herself and done that. Like, if you can't play nice girls, I would choose your partners for you. That's how this is going to go down. <laughs> Or uh, a bit of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Well, that wasn't that what they were doing. <laughs> What's that? That's what it was meant to be, yeah. Rock, oh, paper, right, scissors, okay. tortilla slap. Like, it was... Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, 
up. Okay, let's go through uh, the Queens one by one and we can discuss their improv challenge, mm-hmm. their illusion runway, their makeover uh, challenge slash runway as well in one go. Nice. So it. let's start with our girl Bestia, mm-hmm. um, who played this like Rebecca chick mm-hmm. in the yeah. in improv challenge. Also, <clears throat> brief pin in that. This was obviously kind of like a re- another version of Snatch Game, right? Where they but they just played <clears throat> characters that weren't celebrity impersonations, and it was a game show, which made me think. Here's a pitch, uh, Drag Race UK listeners or producers, if you're listening for season six, Snatch Game, but instead of blankety blank, make it pointless. <laughs> oh my god, I would love it! I would love that. <laughs> or why don't they just do the chase or something? Like there's some there's some great British game shows out there, and obviously this is like an iconic Spanish game show, like. I'd never heard of it. And if I heard that theme tune one more time, I was going to throw my laptop out of the window because it was awful. <laughs> um, I was massively distracted by the pick through through quite a lot of this. this. They were quite distracting. Also, I felt for the guy having to do the maths because I've been that person put on the spot for maths and I'm just like, I'm doing! <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole concept of it was to stay in character. And I think that's really important to remember when it came to like the judging of this episode, because I think that's what they were looking for. But I also think a lot of the queens just got involved in wanting to win the game show. Again, that competitiveness kind of came through where they stopped worrying about we're on drag race and trying to make people laugh. And they were trying to come up with really fun and interesting answers and forgetting about the whole fact that they were just meant there to kind of make people laugh and enjoy it. It was an odd challenge. I really have to say, I wasn't a fan of it. I really like, I found it a bit exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever the first round, because it seemed to me that what you had to do is, you know, think of uh, famous pop singers, whatever, and you and your partner have to take turns and answer questions. And if your partner can't answer, you can't answer, and you can gesture to them and answer. Them right. Answer. Yeah. Okay. That seemed to be me. But like, obviously, in this world, they can say stupid things, and Supreme can just say yes. And the only time I laughed through the whole thing was. <laughs> When it was uh, it was Vanilla and Bestia, and their question was, "What things could you use instead of breasts or something?" Uh-huh. And and Bestia said, two dead girls." And <laughs> yeah. that was like some real Trixie and Katya style serious humor that and tickled that tickled me. Wasn't appreciated in the moment, and I was with you. I found that I actually even wrote that down, and I was like, "If I'm writing it down, then it's something that actually generally made me smile." And there wasn't a lot of those moments in this challenge. And like, yeah, like you, I thought it was really funny, and they totally glazed over it. I think that the unfortunate thing for Bestia was that. I think Vanilla should have taken the lead in this. And I think Vanilla did the thing that she's done quite a lot for this season of Drag Race, which might be actually a very cunning plan to be like, I'm going to let my partner take the lead and I'm just going to help them and facilitate that. Well, you knew that this wasn't going down well, I'm sure, when they were doing like mini rehearsal moments. And she still kind of ran with it. And Bestia is not the one to lead this, Bestia. It's got to be the the stronger comedy queen, which was Vanilla in that situation. Yeah, also, like, it's never a wise choice to, like, start with conflict, like, yeah. and, and the whole idea was, like, there was a kind of doting mum and, like, an angsty teenager. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the makeup was good, I think the characterization was good, it just didn't have a whole lot of place to go. But then, to be fair, did the others compel their narrative that much? Like, Petita and Clover were just, seemed to be praised because they were from Catalonia. Yeah, <laughs> I think what they did that was quite clever, which the other two groups didn't do, is they really went for a stereotype and went all out. 
And I think that was the key to the success of winning this task. And unfortunately, the other two groups had a, a round idea, but they didn't hammer it home. And that's what you need to do because you've got to remember the judges aren't seeing all the, you know, the backstage moments that we're seeing and all of that and the context behind it and how hard they're working to do it. They're just seeing that one moment. And really, you know, Petita and Clover were the only two that kind of had fully rounded and realized characters. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, Bestia's runway is the illusion, the six arms coming from the back of the chest, ripping out the heart, and from somehow she managed to pull a bit of intestine out of her chest as well, yes. which was impressive. Yeah. Loved this. The makeup as well was, was brilliant. The makeup that she didn't show, though, till the end runway, which was weird. She wore the mask for the whole thing, and then only showed that when she was kind of being told you didn't do well in the challenge. I think she should have taken that mask yeah, off I think so too. and yeah. shown that amazing artistry. I mean, it was incredible. It was one of those, like, wow moments that you only get on Drag Race, where a queen turns a corner and you're a bit, like, shook, you know? And um, amazing to create something like this, to come up with the concept. For me, it was very, like, Mortal Kombat, which I just absolutely loved. I found this whole runway the whole illusion thing i don't know how many illusions we actually genuinely saw i think illusion was a very broad term for a lot of these looks um but this was particularly spectacular and on many other episodes of drag race something this incredible would not have landed that queen in the bottom no it would like not only did i think she was the funniest in the challenge by the virtue of being the only one who made me laugh the one joke (laughs) the virtue of the one joke Oh, this is a I rough think, week, isn't it? <laughs> even if she was low, that look should have saved her. So yeah, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll get into whether I guess what we think of the overall judging, I suppose, a bit later. So let's move on to Clover. Mm-hmm. We kind of mentioned Clover was one of the Catalonian, um, the, the wife of the Catalonian couple, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought you could kind of tell she was kind of panicking under pressure a bit, but maybe that was kind of the character not knowing how to answer. They had they had some funny mimes for the word penis as well. They they you know they took that moment and kind of ran with it. Um, yeah, she played a very good typical country wife. You know what I mean? I'm kind of thinking to myself if this was in the context of a UK drag race and they did like a kind of a Somersetonian couple a couple or something like that and just really leaned on that country bumpkin vibe like in any context in any language that character we all know it you know we all kind of know those people um not personally but uh you know and it's like that's why it works that's why i think it worked well and clover was leaning on petita a little bit i think i agree with you that she there were moments where she looked a bit panicked um but she still held her own and she didn't break that character and i think she knew she needed and she'd done so well in the previous comedy challenge that she had an expectation for herself to do well in this one especially being paired with petita who's done really well in comedy challenges yeah yeah absolutely her illusion runway was a motomami astronaut then the illusion i guess was like her legs the astronaut legs were different to her actual legs that looked like they were with the fire i know this is kind of a retake of like those classic like straight guy halloween costumes <laughs> of like i don't know i can't think of one. being kidnapped by an alien yeah, or like Donald Trump on a horse or something like that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that was such I a weird it. concept. <laughs> I loved it. Donald Trump on a horse. <laughs> but I actually think the way she walked the runway, kind of constantly bobbing up and down, like I thought it worked really well. You could see her feet slightly when she turned around. Mm. But like, I don't know. It is costumey, but it also isn't costumey. I think she brought great character to it. Yeah. I could see this as like, 
the first astronaut who'd take a selfie in space. Yes, yeah. Am I biased because I love her? Maybe, but I liked it. And look, it was a pink, lilac-y, metallic dream. And what more do we want on the runway of Drag Race? And I think that she had not only a kind of an illusion, so to speak, in the way that she walked on the stage and it wasn't her legs, but she also had the lighting up part of the illusion, which has done better than some of the other queens, <laughs> Kelly in the Cloud. And um, I, I think that Anna Locking, who I refer to every week, she's like my new favourite person in the world ever, she said, you got over that hump of it just being campy by adding something as simple as like the two pigtails, and that just really brought it back into being more of like a look than a costume. Um, I don't think the judges enjoyed this as much as they should have. I think they were a bit harsh on this look as I think that actually it was it was pretty cool and um, when I, I actually saw it first as a, a picture that I think she posted on social media before I'd seen the episode and I thought wow that's really fun no idea what the runway is but she smashed that she looks great um but this illusion thing again I'm like is it an illusion is it not an illusion what even how do they even do an illusion were they meant to just walk on stage and explode and disappear I don't know like it was a weird a weird category, I thought. I, yeah, I think this functions as an illusion because it's pre- presenting you an image of something that isn't real. An astronaut floating. When even though we know how it works, mm-hmm. I think you know. I think it. I think it works with the illusion. Yeah, yeah. Does Besties per se? Mm. No, other than looking k- killer. Yeah. Um. Let's go on to the uh, makeover challenge. Uh, it was Clover and Kurkuma Beach. I have to say, I think in terms of makeup, I think Clover did the best family resemblance because when her partner turned the corner, I was like, well, that's Clover Bish's makeup. And mm-hmm. then the compliment stopped there. Yeah, I mean, the, do you know what I think was a downfall for me with that whole thing was the just amount of fabric that she put around that poor queen's neck. Like, oh my God, she liked being swallowed. She had to carry it with like, her. It was awful. And it was just like, I don't know if something could have gone wrong in the construction in that kind of area. And she was trying to hide it up with these like swathes of fabric. But um, it just really made that that poor kurkuma. Is that what we're going with? Kurkuma. Kurkuma. Kurkuma, love left. Sounded like veneer then. Kurkuma. Um, but yeah, I, I, do you know what? I love the colour palette. The whole golden blue gave me kind of like European vibes, which I really enjoyed. She looked great in her kind of like disco outfit. And it's that classic Drag Race makeover thing where the queen looks better than the makeover contestant. And you just feel a bit like that's not right. That's not fair. Um, but, you know, should should they have been in the bottom for that week? I don't know. It definitely wasn't my least favourite, that's for sure. Okay, interesting. Um, you know, Coco Chanel says, take one thing off before you leave the house. <laughs> In Kuma's case, it was the whole damn thing. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, it was not It was not a good look. No. Um, okay, let's go on to Hornella next. She uh, was... Yeah, so actually we didn't discuss in the in the improv challenge like that first round of answering the questions was only the first one, and then they just had to hit each other with eggs. Oh god, the weird egg thing! I think the egg bouncing off of Veneer's head was like one of the best moments I've seen on Drag Race Spain. Eggproof <laughs> wigs, I mean, hello. Lying, and yeah, it was. I mean, God, the whole thing was a hot mess. Let's be honest about it. I felt like I was watching the drag. Peloton challenge like all over again where I was like I just don't know what's going on like I don't get the jokes I'm not understanding the humor I've just zoned out you know what I mean and I think that so Hornella and Kelly who did like the influencers I thought that was like a nice character to kind of go for it's that characterization but bringing it up to date which could have been really really fun but they they fell down the same thing I think that 
contestants have fallen down a lot on Jeremy Spain. That's they just went to being mean. They just felt like they just came across as mean, as mean girls, and it didn't really, it didn't sing. And Honella's done really well in you know kind of acting comedy challenges. So I, I don't know if Kelly rolled her down the wrong hill, but it was um, it was not great. I don't think. I think the the rivalry worked better when they were slamming eggs into their heads yeah. because like. <laughs> If you're going to be hitting each other with eggs, there's only really one context you could do it, unless you want to play it really funny and be like, I love you so much, egg. You <laughs> yeah. You're the best thing that happened to me, egg. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it kind of worked there. And I think that was much better for Hornell and Kelly because I thought they were struggling in the first part. Um, but yeah, again, wild, wild challenge. They look great though. They both looked absolutely stunning in this whole challenge. I was a bit distracted by how good they both looked. Yeah. That like the faces were beat. Oh my god, beat more than those eggs were late one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Her illusion challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. She came out as a bride and mm-hmm. then pulled out her heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the bride was kind of like singed around the edge, or had yeah. been sort of had rolled down a hill or something like that. Um, <clears throat> guess the illusion was how she managed to pull the heart out, or that. Obviously, it wasn't her actual heart, so that she pulled something out and made it look like a heart. Didn't love it. I mean, for me, I would go a bit more, it was a perfect illusion. I really (laughs) enjoyed it because the illusion, I didn't see it coming. And what I liked about it is that moment, which I watched about 4,000 times when she plunged that knife into her chest and the judges genuinely crap themselves like they did not see it coming you know she'd hidden that padding really well um the one thing i will say the heart was on the wrong side of the body um a bit awkward uh but i thought it was great and when i think of something like an illusion i think of like the unexpected i guess and so that's why for me it was a... i'm not gonna do it again um, it wasn't love <laughs> <laughs> no i it really enjoyed it illusion. i really really enjoyed it i think honella um gave us a real great little moment of drag race I expect the unexpected. But did you like the dress? No, it's fucking awful. Yeah. Um, that's not the point. <laughs> no, it wasn't fucking awful. It was um it was it looked a bit basic when you take the heart thing out of it. It did look a bit costumey, Halloween bride, like it did give that a little bit. Um but I kind of forgot all of that when the heart moment happened and I was like, "Wow." And then she like pulled it out and like ate it. I mean, it was incredible, I thought. I mean, the way you the way you describe it makes it sound better than I remember it. Like, I just remember it being like Oh, the heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. She. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, were you in a mood whilst watching this episode? What was going on? Oh, yeah, it was overheating. <laughs> yeah, no. I think. Look, I like I say, I watched it quite a few times, and I do love those moments where I just like, wow, like, I just didn't see it coming, and um, all the others I kind of did, but this one I was like, wow, that really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought she did a good job. Okay, well, you've sold it to me. Uh, Hornella actually has a really nice conversation or is part of a nice or bigger conversation about sex education in Spain. And it kind of rem- reminded me of the conversation between Davina De Campo and Blue Hydrangea mm-hmm. about... Section 28. That's the one uh, in the UK. And yeah, I, I, I kind of wish there was more conversation about <laughs> policy. <laughs> 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 but like... <laughs> It sounds naff, but I think I it's feel like I would like to a Zoom town hall meeting. What's going on? <laughs> um, no, I agree with you though. It's really, I think, one of my favourite things of drag race is getting to know other queer people around the world, especially on the international franchises. And we spoke about the feather thing, you know, quite a few times on this whole review. I've loved learning that thing about Spanish 
gay culture and LGBT culture and and yeah having this conversation and you know we've had a few of them and considering these episodes are about four hours long you think we'd get a bit more of the Queen's kind of contextual moments and hearing more about them and we had some great moments hearing about like Visa and everything that she'd gone through and then that incredible runway and the more context the better it makes you root for these Queens and I think Hornella is a very intelligent creative fabulous person who has obviously come through quite a lot and is also quite guarded and a bit jaded and I think that comes across in their drag and I think it comes across in moments like this that it's like there's a frustration element that I see in Hornella where it's like why are these things still not happening in the year 2023 why is the only place we're talking about sex education for gay men is a reality tv show about drag queens you know what I mean and I can see that in her and I, I understand that and I relate to it yeah 100% it definitely feels like out of all of them on this cast I guess Vania to a certain extent too but she feels like the elder like yeah. you know the the spearhead of the community for of this group or whatever community she is coming from in Spain yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was great her makeover challenge with Hortensia they were these great trash name, by the way sisters. Hortensia is such a good drag name it sorry is. to interrupt you but I loved it Hortensia Hortensia <laughs> Gongora if Hornella wasn't enough of a mouthful Hortensia oh ups the mouthfulness of it all um (laughs) they were these kind of trashy sisters um so what was their name caras yeah caras Mm -hmm. um he is based on what they said that he works in troika which is like the gay district in madrid and and that's that was the kind of area he was talking about and black and white to get mentioned black and white that's like a gay bar in madrid yes only because i was there not too long ago that i know what they were talking about um so (laughs) I think sometimes when you have the best looking guy, mm-hmm. it's the, a difficult job to make them into a, a good looking girl. Mm. But I actually think Cornella did a good job. It was just, Hortensia wasn't giving. I thought the Macarena had walked back out on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Macarena. Um, no, I think that I totally agree. The mug looked great. The wig was great. But like Mother Javier said, although they were a little bit of like the episode villains for these two weeks, Javier's and their judging, um, neck up, beautiful. What the hell was going on neck down? I mean, wasn't on challenge. She's not a seamstress. She's been very open and you know said that but Petita came in saying I'm not really a comedy queen and has excelled in her challenges you know they they like that tripe in um drag race where you come out and say a trope you know, did a I say tripe. Tripe? like the meat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's that was great. a Freudian that's slip my I think. favorite malapropism of all <laughs> time um they, they, they like that tripe in drag race they looked like absolute tripe that's what i was thinking um no it was um you know coming out swinging the garbage bags didn't really get it there was a few of these moments in the makeover challenge we didn't mention clover and the golden lura what the fuck was going on with that um you know i think that she this was not a good week for her and she knew it and it was written all across her face from the moment she walked out on that runway i think she did herself a little bit of a disservice because i felt like she had kind of given up and she was very upset about that in the little untucked moment but i kind of understood where the judges were coming from i do and i and i don't like i kind of feel and look maybe she gave up by virtue of not really teaching hortensia how to or what to do but like hortensia just seemed to stand there and chew gum like bestie yeah. in the challenge before <laughs> and it was like girl come on like this is kind of all about you make more of it so i didn't know whether they were just shy or like mm. they were resistant to hornella's instruction or whether hornella just didn't give them anything so yeah i don't know maybe she did give up i wasn't too sure it could have been a shyness because i know that um 
uh, what was the guy's name again? I've totally blanked. Caras? Yeah, he mentioned that um, his work colleagues probably will not enjoy this, you know what I mean? And maybe yeah. maybe he like, lost a bit of confidence when it was a moment to actually come out on that stage and do this. Um, although, you know, he was like, I'm going to put a poster of myself up in my locker and amazing. And I thought he had a fabulous energy. And, you know, as a Drag Race fan, the key to the makeover challenge is having that good connection with the person you're making over. Like they do tend to, those queens do tend to win the episode quite often. And Hornella and Caracas had a really good connection. I felt they got on really, really well, but it all just fell flat from the actual moment of the runway. I, it just, I don't know. And like you say, the attitude was supposed to be maybe part of the joke, but it didn't really land. They just looked a bit bored to be there. I feel like drag didn't really reveal who Karras was. No, no. It wasn't funny. Really hot, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. But then it was like popping in the corner of the workroom for the whole week. (laughs) 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 Kelly Roller is next. Uh, Who knew we'd be back talking about her? Uh, But here she is. She, you know, like we've kind of already mentioned her and Hornella, I thought they had good chemistry. Like, I was expecting Kelly to be bad at this, but I actually thought she was not too bad like reasonably good yeah where she fell down yeah was the zeus oh the zeus the zeus of it all look it will live on in drag race infamy and is that not one of the things that i would quite like to go on as a queen and just have that really bad runway that's like like the la la re bag dress she made a career out of that dress and kelly roller will probably do the same i can see her wearing this at pride parades i can see her wearing this for the grand hotel de la Rinas that they're gonna do I, I you know this has become her thing and what i what, the thing i enjoyed about it was that she used her skating trope to what could have been a really clever illusion and <laughs> but the whole execution was i think anna locking way to jump on that runway and rip that garment off of her body i think she was genuinely quite furious that she was coming out wearing this kind of costume with candy floss on the bottom do you remember valentina redid one of aja's looks uh like not even for drag race just like <laughs> at, a, at a at a show or something like that I want Anna Loking to to do this look properly for Halloween. <laughs> yes, I love that. Or just her nails on the finale week will be little clouds with like lightning bolts yeah. on the top. <laughs> that was her nails. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And um, the lights were cute. Well, see, that's the thing. So that was, I thought, oh, cool. Well, look, at least she put some lights into the cloud. And then I looked at the lights behind her and I actually think it was just the lights of the stage traveling through the cloud. Oh, oh God, that's awkward. Because the one thing that I thought she'd done well was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> so I wasn't sure. Maybe there was like, but like the, there was very low lights in a similar color, pointed like where her feet were, and they were kind of flashing. Oh right. And I wonder whether they were taking. Oh, maybe her mug though. Her mug. Mug was beautiful. great. Beautiful. Yeah, mug was great. Um, and then that brings us on to her I mean the best partner name of the whole thing Kelly Roller and Nelly Moeller I know brilliant absolutely brilliant it gave me proper uh, Betty Swallows vibes like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah really really good um, do you know what she didn't do a bad job I, I, I'm i sure people disagree with me on this one because a lot of people didn't want Kelly to get through this episode and make it to that finale but you've got to give her credit where credit's due she made a cute blue thing godmother and she gave her partner a cinderella-esque inspired ball gown and was it the best material probably not was it amazingly executed no it bloody wasn't but 
it worked for a makeover challenge. It worked. And I think the person that she made over looked pretty bloody glamorous. You know what I mean? And felt pretty damn fabulous. And um, it was the person that had a bit of a comedy background, has been on stage before. And um, they did this weird, like, thing, you know, like that little... Oh, yeah. And I didn't get it. Jorge was their name. Jorge. Jorge, thank you. They were doing that. And I was like, the first two times I was like, this is irritating me. And then by the last one, I was like... Like, yeah. I couldn't help it. <laughs> couldn't help it. It's that kind of like Sunday night drag thing where someone does it in the club and you find yourself copying. And every time you see that queen again, you go, Remember the, ah! you know, yeah. What I mean? it's, um, yeah. I think she did a good job. How about you? No, I, I agree. Like, I think when you're in that position, you need to do whatever you can to stop mm-hmm. the judges sending you home. And part of me wonders conspiracy, production, blah, 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 blah. You know, whether, because I generally do believe that the judges are honest like I don't think they twist anything for narrative or long-term story and I think that's probably why she's here like I wonder whether if this was America that no matter what she would have done they would have sent her home Mm. but I actually think she was one of the best this week yeah and I don't think you can deny that and I think that's what you have to do when you're you know you can't just have a safe day when you've come back from being eliminated you have to be yeah and you know the thing that annoys me the most is obviously there was all this stuff online about Kelly making it through to the final well look if Kelly would have gone home on this week where she'd actually done a pretty good job those people be straight online going it's an absolute fix she had a good week and they sent her home just for the sake of it what's the point in Queens returning to the competition just be knocked out a week later so they can't win it's like Blue Hydrangea sending Pangina Hills home you can't win they want the drama and then when they get it they hate it they want queens to have a second chance and then when they get it and do well they hate it so you know it's there is a frustration point for me as a drag race fan that it's like you know in that episode in that context of that one episode Kay did a good job so she made it through to the next episode and that's how it works that's the name of the game 100 i think a lot i think a lot of the negativity i didn't see too much direct at kelly the main negativity I saw was that Clover went home and they mm. were annoyed at that. And often, you know, when they're annoyed at the loss of one queen, they try to drag somebody else down. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder whether that was it. But no, I mean, who would have thunk it? Kelly Roller, through to the top four. And Keen, did you spot it? Did you spot the Tarmelinos tally moment? Yeah, there was two com- two points back to back and it wasn't even her who said it. No, it was a prize. <laughs> A prize to Termalinos. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one from Supreme and then one from Vanilla who won it. So yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> um, okay, let's head to Petita time. Um, you know, I, I can't put my finger on what it is about Petita that I just don't find myself rooting for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was thinking like, other than Kelly, who would I not want to be in the top four? Because yeah. obviously I want Bestia and Clover in there. And to be honest, it was Petita. And that makes no sense because she's won four challenges. But I don't know. I just, I, how do you feel towards it? I just don't, haven't warmed to her. Well, I think that Petita reminds me a bit of like when Aquaria was on her season. It's a young, good looking queen who knows her fashion, is doing amazing on the runways. And is even doing good on the challenges that you don't think they're going to be good at. And I think there's like a... A slight bit of frustration where it's like why can't this queen just have a bad week you know what I mean and like feel human because she's had a semi bad week but it wasn't even a, a terrible one because she got to send home two big competitors yeah. um, I like Petita I think that she 
has done some amazing stuff on this season of Drag Race. Some looks I'll remember for a long time. I mean, her three in one with the windmill and the prawn head. Like, I know it was really early on, but she established herself quite quickly. I think she's uber competitive, and I think that she's not maybe the most likable of people, but. I, I'm kind of rooting for her. I like Petita. I think she's probably going to take this whole thing, which will drive everybody crazy because it'll be the obvious choice. But I don't know. I, there's something about her that I think that she's probably a bit misunderstood and a bit too cocky for her own good. I think she's a little bit sly as well, which is not the most likable yeah. characteristic. I, I'm getting like the the aloofness of Aquaria with yeah. kind of the smugness of Gigi Good. Mm, yeah. In yeah. there. And I think ultimately it's mm. underwhelming when there's such a front runner. But to be honest, every yeah. season of Spain has had a front runner. Like Carmen has, was clearly the front runner. Sharon was clearly yeah. the front runner. Yeah. I think season two maybe felt slightly closer, but um, this doesn't feel close at all. And with, with Pink Chidora gone, I mean, like, I mean, yes. she, she has it in the bag. And to be fair, she does, like, she, she deserves it. It yeah. would be foolish to do it other, for anyone else, to be fair. But yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't really find w- the cause of my lack of love for her. That being said, I think she deserves to win episode eight. Like, I thought her characterization of that Catalonian man was great. And then yeah. I thought her runway was also great so i think that as well petita and clover had the conversation quite early on in the episode about clover playing the male character and petita playing the female character i think they should have done that and i think if clover would have gone with that she probably would have pulled off a pretty great impersonation and i think she could have been the one who ended up winning that challenge i think that was a risk that she probably should have taken and didn't um and so it was a bit of an easier steal for petita to come along and play that great character you know what i mean and really ham it up i mean straw in the mouth the whole outfit the way they their body language during the egg moments they were in character the whole time and Petita's really good at that i will say though the um illusion runway is probably one of my least favorites that she's done on the yeah. whole thing i don't think laser pens coming out of the bet lynch leopard leotard <laughs> is uh, is an illusion personally um these great big bouffants she's wearing are starting to drive me slightly insane i'm getting a bit bored of the big bouffants um so yeah i wasn't a fan of that look whereas i've actually really enjoyed her looks throughout most of the season yeah um and it's a shame yeah. she's come after raja in the all winter season because she had like an amazing laser yes. look yeah. and you know, she's standing there in front of Anna Loking, who had this like amazing bowed wig on. Like, I, I was trying to work out the mechanics of it. Look at that! I was like, "This is fucking amazing." Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite either, but I think like it was still good, and she had a good challenge. So I was like, she actually does deserve it." Because even if she was sitting there, and how do I describe this? But like, she didn't have her feet flat on the ground. She was like on the side of her feet, which yeah. I feel is like a real. I know it just really stuck with me as a really like interesting character character choice and i've been watching love island all week and that's basically how all the men in love island sit and i was like you've got a potato you've got that character choice there she was doing natural man spreading yeah exactly. <laughs> standing <Then, man> spreading <laughs> she made over uh someone called fran called noah as as a drag oh the person. one who was like an ex-drag queen that's a nice yes oh, that's my convenient isn't fix, it fix fix <laughs> Similar yeah. thing though is Petita looked much better than Noah, uh-huh. and whatever way it was, Noah's like the 
the, how the makeup was done, especially with the beard, it mm. just all kind of looked odd. Because mm. um, I was, I generally was like, Tina's got, Tina has a bloody drag queen. Like, she's definitely going to win this. But actually, I don't, like, I think she just did a safe job. And I mean, that's fine for her at this stage. But, like, the costumes are great. They were kind of Dior nodding. Um, but yeah, yeah, but hers was so better. much better than yeah, the one that Noah was wearing. I mean, Noah looked like a queen who'd go home in week one of an American season. Like, I just got that vibe straight away. And, um, looked a bit like even her wig felt a bit flatter and she just had that reequified like white streak hers just kind of went up and over um yeah I don't think she did I don't think she was very kind to her makeover I don't know why I just got the vibe that it was like well I'm wearing that amazing deal dress and I'll just slap together one that's got a little bit of a reveal and give her a bit of that I don't know there was and again that comes back to the maybe being a bit unkind yeah who was in season four who made over their partner of like the the helping crew of Drag Race and like made oh. her look like ten years older. Oh God, was who like, was that? She was the mum of like the kid. Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't Black Pepper. It wasn't Cheddar. It wasn't. It was Danny. Kitty. No, no, it was season four. Season four. Sorry, Jumpers. No. Jumpers. No, no. Who had Pixie? Pixie. 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 Yeah. yeah. Same time. Love that. And um, yeah, I yeah, it's happened a few times in Drag Race at these makeovers. They're not, they're not particularly nice to the person they're making over. Yeah. It feels like I'm sure that's not the bloody case, but it just feels a bit like it when they come out in this amazing garment and then the one next to them is wearing. I mean, the back that I didn't like the material that was inside the reveal cape because it looked like a really cheap rug. And that took away some of that amazingness for me. But look, she had another strong week and she was very excited to do the makeover. And she said, it's like my thing. I'm really excited. And she made that, I think she made Noah feel particularly fabulous again. And they looked like they were having a really good time and enjoying it being on the main stage of Drag Race. But it weren't no winter green. It, it weren't no winter green. It weren't no winter green. Uh, yeah, I mean, like just to re- reiterate the point, like, uh, Petita has a, a like a classic silhouette, like yeah. the bell silhouette or whatever. Yeah. And Noah has an incredibly frumpy look. Yeah. And you know, Keen, I can't do a makeover challenge episode without Bianca's words ringing in my ears. As she made a look like that one girl gremlin. Do you yeah. remember that moment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time I, there's a makeover. Oh, yeah. I just think of that. She made a look like that one girl gremlin. I love it. <laughs> So finally, uh, we have Vania, who has been on a bit of a journey. So she uh, she was the mother of Bestia's daughter in the improv challenge. I thought did like an okay enough job. Then gave us uh, the homophobia gown, which lit up when the lights went down, which I guess was that part of the illusion. A totally different look for her. I thought it worked really well for her. It was like a more modern sort of silhouette and style for her, which I quite liked. What did you think of the whole giving up, you know, vibe of her response? I mean, for someone who cries a lot, I haven't seen many tears. Oh! No, look, I like Vanilla, and I actually, I have this weird feeling that they might really blow us out of the water and crown Vanilla. I don't know why. She's had a lot of airtime. She's had a journey. She's had good weeks, bad weeks. The judges love her. I mean, they they do lap her up every week on that runway. Um, the, as you called it, homophobia dress, which I don't know why that whole concept makes me giggle. Um, what I liked about it is that we've seen that so many times, the words painted on 
the body and they're normally singing this is me in that moment um but what i liked about it was that we switched it up a little bit with the kind of day glow vibe and the uv light and other words were made to stand out and then you take those words it like i liked that concept i don't think i've personally seen that previously she looked a lot younger a lot fresher um and yeah she's definitely i don't know this whole like i'm giving up i it was bothering me and I was like, well, send her home then. Like, I'm a bit like that. Like, well, off you go then, babe. Bye. See you later. Um, but there was no way they were going to do that. And Supreme kind of had to coax her back into wanting to be in the finale. It just the semi-final, sorry. And it all just felt a bit odd, personally. It I, mean, did. I did it. She takes this all to heart. She's obviously a massive empath. She obviously, I think, does care about the queens around her and the sisterhood they've created. She's obviously someone who probably in her community is turned to quite often when people are down and out and need help. And like, I've been that person in a group before. And I know that you do feel almost guilty when you kind of succeed and others don't around you, but shake it off buttercup because you're on drag race and you know, you know, you know what I mean? And it's very hard because we've had moments like this before in drag race. I think of like baby and stuff in, in her UK season, um, Ginny Lemon, when she was like, I'm done, I'm out of here. We don't know the pressure that these people are going through. We don't know about their own mental health. We don't know about their own situations and how they deal with pressure and handle it. And yes, you've signed your name on the dotted line to agree to be in a competition, but you don't know how you're going to react when you're in it. Um, Veneer is obviously, it's this has been quite difficult for her. I mean, she nearly bends a creme to herself and that's like the ultimate drag race thing you know what i mean yeah. but and you know take that place you've secured it she did an okay job in that challenge and she wore a really cool outfit on the runway she did well that week so you know you've got to just take that in your stride and accept that it is a competition i don't think she was um bestia's downfall i think bestia was bestia's downfall yeah no, probably right i guess what what i think about the whole thing is you know and we're seeing the dropout more and more which, you know, is a commentary on the production or just our relationship with social media and mental health. Not, sorry, reality TV and mental health these mm-hmm. days. Um, I mean, season 15 is probably the, one of the only seasons in a while like that I haven't seen someone drop out, whether it's Isis Couture or Heidi in Closet yeah, or Baby, yeah. like you say. Um, so what's interesting for, to me is, I mean, she clearly didn't want to go through to the next round and they kind of pushed it on her anyway mm. and it's not like she was the winner of the challenge like mm. they could have well been within their rights to put her in the bottom but then what would have happened then would simply the best year have gone through and then would she have felt like she earned that place no but she would have had a chance <laughs> you know, to redeem her because she wanted to be there very true very very true very you know, true. obviously Vanilla changes her tune next week but I just wonder about, you know, the duty of care to Vania in that moment. Was it there for her when they were like, well, you know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think the judges were taking that stance in that moment of like, well, listen, this is your opportunity and don't give up on it on the main stage. You know what I mean? And I'm sure if Vania would have come off that main stage and gone, you know, what? I really don't want to do this. Look, no one is forcing these people to be there as far as I feel that I know you know what I mean so it's it's very 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 tricky but again in a really stressful pressured reality tv situation I don't know how I would cope so I have got no position to comment on what they should or shouldn't do as a viewer I'm like are you fucking mad you know what I mean like people would kill for these opportunities so take them with both hands and if you win give bestia some money that I'm sure yeah I think you I think you do have to lip sync Mm. Because there, it was Alona Verley, 
and was it Kiara in Canada season one? Mm-hmm. And apparently Alona was freaking out. Apparently it was like behind the scene, it was like forty minutes of Alona refusing to do the lip sync until they convinced her to do it. Right. And she like didn't do that good of a job and they still saved her. So I mean they could have done the same with Vanilla if they wanted to. Why do we watch this show? <laughs> <laughs> you ever get that moment? Why do I yeah. watch this? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, it's, but hey. And I think that's why we see, you know, Ginny Lemon walk out in the middle of a yeah. lip sync or baby win the lip sync and then say they go home because I think, you know, once the, I just, they don't want people to go, I'm in the, I'm in the bottom. I don't want to lip sync. I'm just going to go home now. I think you have to lip sync. That's the only thing I think you're compelled to do. I think otherwise you can leave whenever Yeah, you but want. then like you say, do a Ginny, you know what I mean? And start it and nod and walk off, bow gracefully and I'm out of here, babe. You know what I mean? Like, I've had enough, babe. I'm going home. I've done, babe. Yeah. I've done, you know. I'm shattered or whatever she I'm said. I'm shattered, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then rolled into the reunion in fish slippers. Like, what a legend. Love that. I love her so much. <laughs> um... So yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting sort of arc for her. Mm. Um, whereas in the next challenge, she has Natalie, who, or sorry, Sandra, uh, her, her drag queen was uh, Nati Natia, mm-hmm. um, who was giving Debbie McGee. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't place it the whole time. I was like, who does she remind me it's of? It's Debbie it's McGee. Absolutely. What first attracted you to the millionaire Paul Daniels? <laughs> Debbie McGee. Uh, genius. Yes. Absolute genius. Oh, she made her look old. She, she did make her look old, but, but glam. old and glamorous. Old and glamorous. Totally. De- Debbie McGee is, you know. Debbie McGee on Strictly. That's what she gave Yeah, me. well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Giovanni Pritchett being like, Debbie! No, that's exactly <laughs> who she is. Debbie McGee is like, you know, defies time. She could be, you know, We'd have to cut her open and count her like a tree to work out how old she is because she's just <laughs> she looks so good all the time. Yes, yeah, no, and I loved you know I really loved the dynamic of Vania and Sandra throughout the whole episode. Is it Sandra? Am I just calling her Sandra now? Uh, Sandra is her name, but okay. her drag name was was Natty Nat- Natia. Natty Natia. Um, I love the dynamic of these two, and I think Sandra kind of gave Vania a little bit of what she needed after that nearly walking off moment of like, listen, you are here, you need to be the boss of your own situation and do what you're doing and stop you know worrying about everybody else and do your own thing I think that was a very good pairing and you know like I said the two that seem to have like a great connection do tend to win these challenges and here we go they had a great connection they taught each other something about each other in that lovely romantic television way and she wins the challenge I think that they both looked fabulous I think they both had a great time um they worked together really well Vanilla looked great again actually because she's not been my favorite on the runways but two weeks in a row I've not hated her look so that's <laughs> been great <laughs> I mean she didn't look like again the material wasn't great but like maybe none of them were given nice material like it, there yeah. was no iconic looks from this, this no. challenge you know so mm-hmm. it was just kind of like the best of the average to a certain degree yeah um yeah. but yeah so anyway that's how each of the queens fared episode one ended up with Batita winning uh hornella and clover were high with bestia kelly and vanilla low and then bestia and kelly lip syncing did you agree with that decision so which lip sync that was, um, that we had some bad lip syncs, I felt like. Do you know what? Mainly song choices. I didn't really think that they were great. Um, so Kelly, yeah, I, I've, I've literally, and I thought the song was horrible. Um, so 
I oh yeah, I think simply the bestia really struggled in that actual bodysuit kind of contraption she was wearing in the lip sync. I felt like it looked quite cumbersome and it kind of like held her back a little bit. Whereas Kelly did a really awful reveal into another really awful costume. Yeah, it, it, you know, like. <laughs> It was you know, the gag of the reveal was like, oh wow, that's actually an uglier garment. Than yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad saying it, but yeah, I think Hornella was the one in confessionals that was like, what is she doing? Like, I would have kept it on, and that's how bad that outfit underneath was. Um, yeah, I felt I felt the lip syncs both weeks in a row actually were a little bit flat. I don't know why. I just didn't really vibe with them. Maybe it was again like the song choice. Um, I think. Kelly probably did win that lip sync um, over Bestia, um, but it didn't feel like it was super clear who the winner was. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I think Kelly did deserve the win just because there was more gags. I also think yeah. the nature of Bestia's makeup made her lips blend into her face, which made it very difficult to Absolutely. lip sync. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I which agree. was a fair. But in terms of the overall judging, did you think Petita was the right winner? Were there right tops, bottoms, etc. in that in that challenge? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like Petita's outfit that week, so that would have really held me back on on crowning her. I think on that particular episode, I loved Honella's, and I don't think she did an awful job. But I mean, Honella's kind of always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Ironically, yeah. what she wore, um, <laughs> you know. And um, but I think out of what was not a great week, because if that Undos drag thing ever comes back, I'm refusing to do reviews um so i think that out of a bad week petite was probably the best choice in a bad week and they were probably the right two queens to be in the bottom judged on performances and looks i mean clover had two weeks of horrible harsh judging again i feel like they were particularly harsh on her um i don't know what it is with the javiers and clover but i don't think they've been particularly kind to her throughout the whole season um and like i said they're kind of morphing into like not very nice judges, which is not how they started out. And I don't really, I think they need to kind of rein it in a little bit. Whereas Anna Locking stays nice and positive. And obviously there was the judging of, it's me, Valentina. Um, who which just we'll get came... into. We'll yeah. get into. Yeah, okay, we're getting to Vance. Good, good, girl. <laughs> making sure. But yeah, what about you? Do you think it was the right choices that week? <sighs> Probably. Like, I, I actually, this, the, no, not fair. I think she deserved to win the ball, but I definitely think she deserved to win this challenge. I think she had the biggest transformation of character in the mm. challenge. And you know the look wasn't bad enough to take to dock points from that. So I was happy with Petita winning. Um, I was happy with Kelly being the bottom. Of course you were. You can't I stand th- Kelly Rowland. I've noticed that. <laughs> I don't just like Kelly Rowland. And the thing is, I don't mind calling her costumes ugly because I think she knows they're ugly. I just think she has limited resources, and I think after this show, mm-hmm. you know she'll have more resources and she'll be a killer queen, you know? And I, I, so I don't really mind it. Like, it's not like, I know it's an artistic expression. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, okay. I think it's a lack of resource thing. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel Bestia's look was more out of the box than Vania's. I would have put Vania in the bottom. Okay. Yeah. With Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, I can um, see that. I that's can... the only change I would have made. Yeah. The second week then, it is, um, Vinia who wins with Kelly in the top and then it's Petita, uh, Clover and Hornella in the bottom and Petita is safe. Despite my love for Clover and my strong like for Hornella, I don't think there's any other way this could have gone. I think they were definitely the two worst. Yeah, I agree. And I, I felt the same as you. I was watching it like, oh, no, like it's coming. You know what I mean? And and 
for Clover to go in the bottom for, I think it's like the third week. This is her third lip sync. And Hornella, who hasn't been in the bottom yet to compete on a semi-final week, there was no other option than, I think, Clover going home. Now, when it came to the actual lip sync, again, the song I just found a bit like a kind of that weird, like it was like a 90s pop uh, oh, I didn't actually mind I this one. Song, but it was by Natalia, and it was called yeah. "Vas a volerme loca." I, I didn't hate the song by any means, but I don't think it was a good lip sync song, and that's the problem. I don't think there was enough gravitas in there. There was enough like wow moments. There was the you know for the queens to do more. You know, I mean, we've seen Clover lip sync, and she's incredible, and um, she even fell a bit flat at one point. It was like there were just two cats having a brawl on a Friday night, like. Or rolling around on the floor. Like, I don't really know what else to do with themselves. Um, but yeah, I wrote, and then Clover went home and I actually drew a broken heart and a sad face. So oh, no. uh, I was gutted. I really, really like Clover. And I think we've both really like warmed to Clover very quickly. We both thought midway through that she was kind of on her last legs. We were both excited that she felt like she came back into the competition, was slamming it and did amazing in that comedy challenge as the MC. And then it's just slowly gone back downhill again. And I found myself like screaming at the screen, like, come on, get to the final because you've really earned it. Um, it was it was a real shame that she went home and I was genuinely gutted. Controversially, I think it would have given the win in this episode to Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, I think that they wanted to give the win to Kelly, but they decided not to, and they gave it to. I mean, it made sense for Vanessa, but I was just yeah. like, let's just fucking go for chaos and give Kelly yeah. the win. <laughs> yeah. Let's go for pure chaos and fucking crown the bitch in two weeks' yeah. time. <laughs> my, I guess my only critique was, I was like, should Nelly Moller not have had roller skates? Well. I wrote that down as well. And I was like, sure, but look, they're already making them walk in heels. And we'd seen Nelly in a little clip in the workroom with like a stall Zimmer frame. That's how bad that was. They were not risking the insurance claim that was coming their way, trying to put him in roller skates. But I do understand where you're coming from. Well, being quite nice is a little nod to it. Like maybe she could have, I don't know, had a roller skate on her hand or something that kind of appeared. Like just a little nod to it would have been quite funny and interesting. Or maybe Kelly could have not roller skated. But listen, you've got to appreciate her commitment to the bit. She is I mean, it is insane. She is committed to those roller skates. If you're not wearing roller skates, you're not doing drag. <laughs> Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> Has anyone paged Robbie Turner to see if they want to come back and compete against <laughs> yeah. Like Roller skates versus the world, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, the amount of spin-offs the show is creating. I'm surprised it's not <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race Roller Edition. Roller Disco. <laughs> I saw that Miss Fierce Alicia said, we've now nearly got enough contestants for rolled ankle versus the world after Lawrence took a tumble in Vegas. And oh, now yeah. Lawrence, there's Demoria, there's Miss Fierce Alicia, there's, yeah, there's quite a few of them now, and I've really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you mentioned Valentina. Not value for money. What a rubbish judge. What happened? And Valentina has been nothing but entertainment in every moment that she's been on Drag Race. And I think she was doing her, I've got to get ready to host Drag Race Mexico. I'm going to put on the host hat and be a host and do all of that kind of thing. But she didn't really give any good judgment. She didn't really give any good criticism. She I didn't hear any critiques from her at any point. Yeah, I think she spoke about fabric three times and that was about it. She said, uh, uh, I liked your chirigaris. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. She says, very interesting word. Your chirigaris in your hair. 
Yeah, it was all a bit meh and really unfortunate. And I mean, what a way to take the wind out of the sails of Drag Race Mexico that's about to start. If I was I like, if she's going to be up there, go, go girl, give us nothing. Yeah. Well, maybe um, Lolita Banana, is that right? Mm, I think so, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why there's two. <laughs> maybe it's a bouncing off of each other vibe. Not that Valentina isn't. I mean, that's the thing. She's fabulous and she's also great television. She's given us like iconic Drag Race moments. You know, ones that have made it into mainstream, you know, referencing of a like to keep it on, please. You know, so to come on and have such a bland, you know, impression on Drag Race España, it's a real shame. It was a real shame. I was. I mean, this makes sense with my fantasy. People were saying that for for (coughs) three, four years. Yeah, yeah. I think even Clover was disappointed. Like meeting, it was Mm. that classic, don't meet your heroes. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, So we had, uh, oh God, why can't I remember her name? The winner of Drag Race Holland. Envy Peru, season Mm -hmm. one. We had Chorizo May for season two, Valentina season three. I'm going to say it. Cynthia Lee Fontaine for season four. Oh, I love the cuckoo. Yes. Why not? I'm here for it. And she will listen to this because she listens to everything Drag Race related. So Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl. Come on, Come Chica. On. Come on. We watch you. I think we should be on key. We've nailed this. Like, we you should know, be. I feel half fluent Spanish in my three Spanish words. <laughs> like, you've got the context. We should be on there. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so... We have a bit of a so, so we should probably just say Reese obviously best to go as well, and we mm-hmm. spoke about Clover. Yeah, I think they had a really nice moment in their final episode um, about their sister and their sister's like gender journey and sexuality journey and stuff like that. And like, I just thought that was so yeah, yeah, such fun. And I really hope we see them now in uh, versus the world or season two or maybe yeah. even season one. I don't know if they're season three girls in All Stars España, but like, I think yeah, really distinct point of view and drag and yeah and yeah great, definitely great a queen that i will watch going forward and you know i can't wait to see some more of her amazing conceptual fabulous imagination like she's given us some incredible runway some that i've not been a fan of and i've been you know very open about that because it's not been my vibe however every week i've appreciated her artistry and ability and the way that she puts the garments together i mean petita's had loads of compliments about being this amazing seamstress throughout the whole season but bestia was right there alongside her putting out some incredible looks and i think just you know i mean i never thought that we would lose paquita uh pinchadora Bestia and then Clover all in a row. It just seems mad. And Kelly's still there. <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking of the Hornella versus Clover lip sync in that, like, they were both the queens who I feel were robbed of a win by Pink mm-hmm. Chidora. Like, yes. Clover yeah. in the Chanel challenge, Hornella in Snatch Game. Yeah. That's kind of interesting in the Ulster timeline where they won those challenges, you know, mm-hmm. would they be lip syncing in episode nine? Who yeah. knows? Yeah, Who knows? very true. Let's go back and do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in a slight twist, uh, we've two weeks into the finale because there's going yeah. to be a reunion next week, which I think will be fun. Yes, um, yes. I don't remember a reunion for season two, but I do remember one for season one. They did them, um, yeah, didn't they do them at DragCon? They did okay. live ones with T.S. Madison, I think. I oh, right, okay. To bring one. back the girls, okay. Yeah, bring back um, the girls, that's it. They might have done a, a Drag Race Spain one. I couldn't get that wrong. Okay, okay, maybe. Um, but they're going to do a proper one by the looks of it. Like, proper one, yeah. stage, I'm, I'm guessing. And interesting, we didn't see any clips of it. Which makes me think, have they done what they should always do a reunion, which is let the queens watch the season and then do the reunion? Because 
I think that's the way to do it, right? Surely, so people can see what's been said about them. That's classic, you know, reality TV way of doing things. So it would be interesting if they have done that or they're just holding everything back so we don't have any, you know. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't edited yet, you know. Yeah, it's quite true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the producers have got to working all those sounds that they do in every episode where we get like 18 shade rattles in a fucking row, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe that's what they were doing. 100% um, yeah I'm looking forward no, I'm sure it will be I, I doubt it's been done right now but I say it was going maybe two weeks ago um, so but also means the finale isn't pre-recorded either so the oh, finale okay. will be I guess well maybe that's not true maybe the finale is pre-recorded yeah I don't know oh, let me just call um, through and find out it'll be interesting <laughs> hey Anna um, <laughs> oh my close personal bestie yeah Anna Loki uh, okay and now in the next room I can ask him <laughs> <laughs> no one can, like Petita has has this one. There's no way, you know. Kelly can't win. She already went home. Which I think, unless I'm wrong, I haven't seen Sweden. I know someone comes back in Sweden. Um, first slash second queen to get to finale after being eliminated after Art Simone. Kelly's not gonna win this. Come on, let's not go. Let's no, not but just to get to finale, she's still like one of a very few people who went away and got to a finale. So, oh yeah, no, 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 and she's you know, and that to come back and not go in that first week is an achievement and you know she also escaped that bloody cloud dress and didn't go home like she's got nine lives she's a cockroach you know she cockroach loves cock um (laughs) who do you who do you want to win track record aside burn the track record out of these four who do you want okay out of these four who do i want to win um look i Kelly can't win. She's been entertaining, but she can't win. Petita's the favourite, and I don't often root for the favourite. But for me, I think out of the four, I really like Vania. I think she's probably a really kind-hearted, generous, lovely person. And, you know, she's got that great, dirty sense of humour. Hornella's done really well throughout the competition. I think, again, giving us some great moments. But for me, Petita's got to take this crown. Are you? I mean, she's going to take it. It's probably not fair if anyone else takes it. But, like, if we burned the, the track record mm-hmm. i'd give it to hornella yeah cute i wouldn't look and if hornella won i wouldn't be mad about it if the one i wouldn't be mad about it i think yeah. it's quite exciting i would probably feel it was a bit unjust like i was rooting yeah. for jada essence hall and i was delighted that she won but also felt i mean what more can you do to deserve to win with a, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. good. So, yeah. <laughs> but look i guess we'll find out in two weeks time Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much everyone for listening as always let us know who you want to win and we'll chat to you in two weeks bye thank you very much bye adios